St. Louis Public Radio's The Gateway gives you the day's news first thing every weekday morning. From the ever-evolving relationship between St. Louis City and County to developments in the Missouri and Illinois state capitals and reports from our correspondents in Rolla and the Metro East. We put it all in a roughly 10-minute package with clarity and context. Download The Gateway wherever you get podcasts. That's Rocky Knuckles and Aloha Show. They're a St. Louis music duo known as the Knuckles. He's somewhat known as a rapper, and she's more of a pop singer, but they both shun labels. So it was funny, together they're kind of a mutual admiration society. They gush over each other a lot and actually just basically spend time talking about how great the other person is. Yeah, you're great. No, you're great. No, you're really great. But, you know, a lot of music lovers are also starting to think that they're pretty great right now. I'm Nancy Fowler. And I'm Willis Ryder Arnold. And this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. We talked with Rocky and Aloha about their music, their friendship, and how they met. I remember seeing this guy perform, and I was like all the way up in like the the top of the the, the bleachers or whatever, and I was just looking at him like, oh my god, who is this guy? Because it was just I've never seen a well, I'll say a lyricist perform with such umph, <laughs> with such I don't know punch to the face. He like punched me in the face, not literally, but with his performance. I have Sorry. never punched her in the face. I know, but it was just. It was that powerful, Lord. and I just remember that. Phrasing. <laughs> I'm giving you some good uh, stories over here, man. Yeah. So that's my first time meeting Rockwell Knuckles. I saw him perform, and I was like, man. Gotta go habitation, collaboration. Gotta show him how to use the hammer if we under attack. I have to ask, did you go up to him after the show or something and just introduce yourself? I did. Well, we kind of are in the same, I guess, musical circles here, like, you know, our friends do music and producers and writers and all that. And we just had mutual friends and I was like, oh God, I wanna meet him. And I met him. I met you by the tree. It was a big tree outside. Do you we remember don't even that? Remember. There was a big tree. So you were, did you, jerk. Rocky, Sorry. sort of feel her intense watching as you were performing? <laughs> I didn't feel anything okay. anywhere. <laughs> And so you may or may not have met by a tree. Yeah, met by a tree. Totally I don't, happened. Don't remember any of that. And what'd you that. say? I just told him I thought he was really great. He was really uh, something that degree. And this was right before I had just got on American Idol too. So okay. like. Yeah, I don't remember that. So I remember. remember that? I remember her already being on American Idol and people being, thinking she was awesome. And I bumped into her by chance because it just so happens an associate of mine uh, is a, a close associate of hers at the moment, and. Um, Bumped into her at a, some <laughs> venue or something. I was like, hey. She was like, hey. And I was like, you, you don't wait. remember the first time, dude? N- n- no. What a- so you actually remember encountering her when she was actually on American Idol. At that time, what was the music that you were doing and where were you at? Hmm. I was working on a project with my business associate, Brian Trotter, our manager. Um, mm-hmm. I was working on my next project. Um, I'm not sure which one it was. I know. It might have been your effing out, I'm effing in. It might have been it. Or I might have been working on, no, I think I was probably working on Choose Your Own Adventure. It's a project I put out at some point in my life. My What's name. the one that made you on the cover of RF2? What was that one? 
I couldn't really tell you. I don't even think I had a project out when I was on the cover. Oh, so many accolades but, this um, one. I don't have any accolades. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I was putting. I think I was working on choose uh, choose your own adventure, and I was just bumping into her because I was just doing a boatload of shows in town. You know what I mean? Trying to. Uh, Trying to make my dominance be undeniable, you know, doing shows in this corner, doing shows in that corner, because it's, it's many separated, um, segregated hip hop scenes in, you know, St. Louis, Missouri. So you try to make nice in all of them. And connect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Out of curiosity, can you kind of describe what those different scenes are for people that might just be like getting a taste of that now? How would they come to understand what those different scenes are it all depends on perspective and it also depends on what what you're looking for you know what i mean there's all there's the the scene of hip-hop kids that uh mostly work in live instrumentation they're the kids that um try to stay true to the quote-unquote old school traditional ideologies of hip-hop you know uh, making every project vinyl or you know super deep rooted gritty samples then there are the folks who are you know more mo- more modern aged and they're more fo- more focused on you know um the internet and connecting with their audience through social media. Then there's also the people who still believe in that traditional process of uh, getting music out through, you know, DJ pools and, you know, different ways of connecting. And so, Aloha, what was your scene at that time? Oh, my scene. <laughs> um, let's see. So I was a part of a, a, a group, well, a production team group here um, with Brad Young and um, Orlando Pretty Boy Watson, <laughs> Pretty Boy, and we were called Rock House, and along with my manager, and it was a couple other artists too, June 5th, Maya Lee, um, Vega, who's out in L.A. doing super beats for super people now. Um, I, we just kind of were a family, and I was stuck to that circle mostly because I was really building on who I was as an artist and I didn't even know then I was doing that. I was so I was so wet behind the ears and like I just wanted to do everything like I, I love Janet Jackson but I also love Gwen Stefani but I also love Tina Turner and I love Earth, Wind and Fire and I love Stevie Wonder and I love Michael Jackson and I love everything I loved you know the theme song on Barney like I loved everything so it was like I think that's one of the things about Rocky and I that we have in common that we we can do so many things or write so many types of music that at that time I didn't know how to focus that after Idol that really opened up the doors for me to kind of be on the scene here uh, in everyone's faces in a way. Like I was on just doing a lot of shows and opening up for a lot of artists that came in that came to St. Louis, a lot of national acts. Um, I was on Fox Two a lot of the times. Like just huh? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. He mumbling. Um, <laughs> I did a. Uh, I did a lot of, I did a lot, I did a lot. It was just me kind of brushing up on, on me. I was always working on just being a better artist because I didn't really know what that was yet. So how would you describe your collaboration? It's like what and what? Um, it's an organized mess. <laughs> an organized mess? <laughs> mm. Only because... 
Okay, Rocky, you take this question. No, please, please. You, there was such a vivid description. Please. Well, okay, I would say this. The first time mm. we got into the studio, Rocky, he he made sure that um, we had a, we had a studio ready. We had an engineer there. We had the producer there. Everything. Every We had all the tools there. And he was like, man, just come to the studio. So I came to the studio, and he was like, all right. So let's just make something. And I'm like, okay, well, what? And he's like, make whatever you want. Like, do whatever you want. And that sounds so simple to to just say that, but I heard that in another way because for years I was kind of making music for this or making music for this. You know, I, it was very... Purposeful. Purpose, purposeful, systematic, and my like my work ethic is literally like... All right, <laughs> I took a little five-second nap. Let's go, you know? So he was like, just just work. And first song we did was awesome. Then we did like three more. Then the next day we did five. Then the next day we did six. The next day we did seven. And it's just, just we couldn't stop making music till we came to about 200 songs in like less than a year. And, yeah. So yeah. that's why I was kind of an kind of organized mess because I was just doing whatever I wanted and he was it was just he just was able to come make it better or I don't know I don't know how to explain it <laughs> it's just it just is some my two dads oh I'm sorry explain you said uh, uh the knuckles are this and this and I was just thinking Paul Reiser and the other guy from my two dads how Sorry. so? That was that was so random. No, no that makes total sense if you can explain it. Oh yeah, well I mean you know you got the you know the one uh, more. Um, I mean it's like you know you got Paul Reiser and this is a random reference I got from like I watching the, the theme song on TV. But like you know you got Paul Reiser, um, you got and the other guy whose name I can can please forgive me other guy. Um, you got the more um, carefree earring in the ear, having a good time, motorcycle buddy. Then you got the other guy who's, you know, more wearing sweaters and making sure dinner's ready and everything's good. You know, it's an odd couple thing. You know, it's the it's the neat freak with the with the person that throws crap everywhere. It's the movie Along Came Polly with Ben Stiller and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Pardon me. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Dennis the Menace. I don't know how that <laughs> reference works at all unless one of us is Mr. Wilson, but it's okay. <laughs> okay, so who is that, you know, picture of organization? Who is that wild thing? I like that pause. I would, that was... I would assume the lady with the pink hair would be uh, <laughs> the more wild person, I would assume. But that's the and thing. And I would assume me, the person the more muted colors at the moment. But, and, and, but that's so... I, I'm just... I'm I just... know, but it's like we... I don't know, because I can be very, like I said, robotic and like, okay, we do this, we do this, we do this, this and now it's done. Like, And sometimes a little too much of uh, perfection gets in the way of it and he's just like no rock and roll man it's rock and roll so it's fine i'm like really so it's like the prestige when christian bale played his own twin brother i couldn't be more happy that you like just made that reference <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll do it's that like, a few so, more times they're like so which so which one came out to, at the end of the show we took turns <laughs> yeah so that's all this is Somebody's very organized with one thing, another person's very organized with another, and then in between, the devil make it. Love from here. How deep is your love from here? How deep is your love from here? How deep is your love from here? How deep is your love from here?
So you actually end up writing then 200 songs or having this massive bank, I don't know if 200 is the accurate number, of music, but like, how'd you select then four to put out as your first EP? Well, honestly, we sat down and thought what would be the most versatile way to show um, what we are capable of, you know what I mean? Like, and not in a, not in an obtuse way, but like, you know, here's a here's a song that's like a, the song first song starts off sounds like a mission statement. Then you go to the next song and that sounds like an interesting story. But it's a, it's not like a oh having too much fun story. It's a story of someone having too much fun and accidentally getting caught slipping. But it's being told in a very very intriguing perspective. You know what I mean? And then you have a song about getting too inebriated. Then you have a song about you know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's everything. It's just a, it's a small it's a short story, but it's a story that has no narrator. You have to kind of see how it all connects in your own way and also it's a um it's a resume of how of how of, of uh, quality storytellers we are i think we put good songs together i think we are a quality combination i think she brings something to um all all music that other people don't and i think i'm pretty interested so. you're awesome it works hear that reassurance <laughs> no 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 you're good no you're good <laughs> shut up <laughs> Okay, so how do you write so fast? I mean, 200 songs in two years. It sounds like you just spend a bunch of time in the studio. How do you actually <laughs> put together the stories that you're telling in these songs? Because there's so many stories to tell because everybody lives so many adventures and then people get stuck in the ideology that they have to make music a certain way. You can do whatever you want. That's the whole point of it. And the only reason we call it rap and your R&B and your pop is because somebody made that box and told you to sit in it. There are no boxes. There are no labels. There are no nothing. There we're all just none. making sounds and we're making harmonies and people love them. Okay? Just as much as somebody says they love uh, Five Heartbeats uh, uh, written and created by Robert Townsend the same way they love Amazing Little movie. Shop of Horrors directed by Frank Oz. Like, come on, man. You know what I mean? It's all singing. It's all talking. Like, Dude, all goo. You know what I mean? I learned I learned quality jingle writing from watching cartoon theme songs as a kid, man. It's all about trying to know what they like and knowing it fast. Make it happen. Sorry, Thank getting a bit chatty. No, go for it. He goes for it, doesn't he? <laughs> but like, but honestly, we we work well together. I'm not saying everything is gold, but I think everything is gold. Um, I enjoy what we make, and the the people around us enjoy what we make, and when we perform, the people that watch us enjoy what we make so i'm feeling good feeling great uh, uh okay no but this guy man uh world just be ready yeah we're all be just, ready you know we're all just uh you know i'm just propping up her hair <laughs> and she's shining up my bald head and we're all just like <laughs> and we're all just like you know oh she's so great and, you know, oh he's so great oh uh, yeah. That's why I be thinking great. people think we're pretentious because we're just like, you know, well, she's great. And he's great. And, you know, we're just awesome. There's nothing like us. Oh, my God. A lot of it sounds like there's this really great synergy between both of you. But I'm curious, are there any moments that you had while you were in the studio that either comes out on the EP that you released or not where there was like tensions or struggles over how you wanted something to go? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you like that? Good answer. Okay. Oh, Good come answer. on. Oh, that's it. Good answer. <laughs> One lies, the other swears by it. <laughs> and the knuckles. Yeah, well. You almost seem like a brother and sister. And so yeah. you have a sibling, not really rivalry oh kind of God. thing going on. Oh, my God. No. It's, it's like, she's, well. She's awesome. And I like to 
comment about how everyone thinks how awesome she is. And she gets annoyed by that, like I'm saying, you know. Because he's awesome. I'm, I'm awesome. okay. But you know what I mean? She's great. And I'm just bright. I have pink hair today, you know? So, you know, of course your eyes going to go, who? That girl with the pink hair. I don't, <laughs> you know I don't know I what Who? <laughs> that girl with the pink hair. <laughs> is, yeah. that, is that what they do? Yes. Is that what they do? So one of the things I'm curious about is, like, you're coming off the RFT showcase, and everybody that I saw on Instagram was just like, holy Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. Who is this group? I haven't seen them play before. <laughs> so I'm curious about that. People do respond to this synergy. They do respond to the stage presence and to the music. So, like, why do you think that is? Um, why do you think that is, Rocky? Well, personally, I believe it's because um, we genuinely care. Yeah. And um, that. I think that we put on a quality show because Aloha is a, is a giver, a caring nurturer. And um, thanks. Yeah, I mean, you know, when, you. when she's on stage, she's like dancing all over the place and singing exceptionally loud and giving lots of energy and you know interacting with the crowd. And I'm just kind of walking back and forth and screaming, you know, kind of walking forwards and backwards. I have my own little runway, and then I walk around and I yell at the audience. You do a little dance. I do. I do a little dance. Do a little dance. Do a little dance. You do. Girl from Invader Zim, but um. Yeah, I think it's a quality show, and I think we care, and I think we have a few moments where we stop and laugh. Uh, we laugh at ourselves, and we laugh at uh, the whole moment in general. <laughs> yes. We laugh at the audience for um, what's going on, and we also don't put any pressure on our audience. I know a lot of um. Nope. Nope. We know put uh, no pressure. Yeah. No a lot pressure. Of folks be like, hey, you know, put nope. your hands up. Da da da. We're just doing our show, and nope. I. And good on you if you can ignore us. I'd be thoroughly impressed. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Some, some probably will. Oh, I, I can't wait to meet them. Everything's out of control. I wish I had buttons to roll. And I'll just let her go. So I have one more question. So why are you called the Knuckles instead of the Michaux? <laughs> right up here, girl. Because that was Aloha's idea. Dang it, it was. <laughs> See how that works? <laughs> I'd have been to Michaud's. Dang it. I'd have been sitting here. I'm Rockwell Michaud. How's everybody doing? Uh, we're French. That's what I would have been doing. We might change it. Nope. Too late. I got the shirt on. <laughs> Rockwell's wearing a Knuckles shirt at the moment. I mean, you know, that's what I said. I told you, literally, this thing happened so fast from, like, we were casting for this show. Then we were in the studio. Next next day later, we have 200 songs. And well, no, we, by, we by, were, by the time we had the name, kid, we had, like, 30 songs, 50 songs. Oh, yeah, That was, like, a couple weeks. That's why I was saying, like, it was just... A few months. Well, a couple, yeah. It happened. Things just happened so fast. And, like, it was almost as if we were just the vessels to, like, make it happen. And she was like... We were available. Was like, we should be the Knuckles. And I was like, really? Are you sure? And she was like, yeah, I don't know. Hold on, let's see. I know, but because like, yeah, after I sure said, I'm like, uh, uh, maybe but not. it looks uh, so cool. Look at it. It looks like a you know, last name is cool. It kind of looks like the script from you know the show The Adams Family. Ta <laughs> ta. I like that about you. Yeah, we uh we we care about the Adams Family quite a bit. That's one of our that's one of our mood board people as far as our um, aesthetic. Yeah, they're 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 part of our mood board. We're big we're big Adamses. We're big mm-hmm. fans of the Adamses. So following up on that, given that you are the Knuckles and you did release this EP and you have played a bunch of shows recently, mm-hmm. or at least the RFT showcase, mm-hmm. uh, we have to ask, 
you've said you have 200 songs. Mm-hmm. So what's next? What's next is our <clears throat> uh, next project, which will be called Set 2. When, when we put Set 1 out, it was just kind of a feeler to see if um, the audience that we were slowly pulling together would be interested in what we had to offer. They've been very interested in what we've had to offer. We've been um, working these records for a year, year, year and change, um, performing them all, all over the country. Um, people have been receiving them exceptionally well. I'm very happy about that. I want to thank everybody that's been taking the time to even so check us out. We really do appreciate it because we do not have fans. We have a support system. Yeah, so we're going to put set two out. Oh, sorry. I got to rambling. You do. I'm a rambler. I know. Ah, anyway, um, so we, we're going to put set two out hopefully by uh, the end of the summer slash beginning of fall. And that's like, what, five records, six records, something like that. Yeah, and aside from that, just some other side stuff we're doing. Super fun stuff. One of those super fun things Aloha Michelle is doing, she has a group called Girl Nation. Their mission is female empowerment, love, and understanding. And a lot of what they actually do are these dance parties. Yeah, it's this kind of thing where women can come and move to the music in a hassle-free zone. So there's none of that, like, creepy dude in the corner thing going on. Yeah, exactly. She and Rocky Knuckles make up the music duo, The Knuckles. You just heard our conversation with The Knuckles in Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. Produced by Willis Ryder Arnold and Nancy Fowler. With help from our editor, David Caceres. You can find Cut and Paste at stlpublicradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis Public Radio's podcast series, Cut and Paste, is made possible by space architects, designers, and builders, creating St. Louis's favorite spaces. If you have a smart speaker, you have access to the entire world of NPR and St. Louis Public Radio. All the latest news and all the captivating stories. Activate our voices with yours by telling your smart speaker to play St. Louis Public Radio.